Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. Hey, Happy Tanners. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 86 of the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Melissa Weinberg from Perfect Glow Sunless. She shares her amazing journey over the last 12 years from 2009 until today about how she started Perfect Glow Sunless, which at that point was Perfect Glow Mobile Tanning and has grown into Perfect Glow Sunless. Lots of ups and downs, failures or first attempts in learning, lots of different obstacles for her to get to where she is today, but it's all well worth it, she says. But what a great interview is you hear from somebody that started as a strictly a mobile tanner on a very part-time basis. There's a couple really funny stories in there that involve a bathroom. You have to listen. It's pretty amazing. She definitely went out of her way to make her business work. But check in and listen to this interview. Again, somebody that goes from being a strictly only a mobile tanning artist to now owning one of the most popular brands in our industry. It's quite an amazing story and just a testament to how much hard work and dedication Melissa and her entire team have put into Perfect Glow. So thanks, Melissa. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. It was good, again, to catch up and to get to learn more about you and your story. Thanks for sharing your story with us. And as always, the Happy Tens podcast is sponsored by the Happy Tens website builder, the first and the only website builder created specifically for the sunless tanning industry. Our websites are not only beautiful to look at, but they're optimized out of the box for SEO or search engine optimization, or in layman's terms, ranking on Google. And that means getting new clients in your door every single week, day, and month. That's what we do here at Happy Tans and our website builder. Come check us out, happytans.com. Click the Create Your Website button. We have a Done For You option where you can sign up. We build the website out for you in about two business days or less sometimes. The website's up and running. You'll start generating leads very, very soon. Come check us out, happytans.com forward slash website or click the Create Your Website button. Podcast listeners, use the code PODCAST to get the first month for only $1. Come check us out. I'm here to help. If you have any questions whatsoever, my name's Grant. Reach out to me, Grant, at happytans.com. I'm always accessible. You can find me on Facebook as well. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks again, Melissa, and happy tanning. Hello, and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Melissa from Perfect Glow Sunless. How are you doing today, Melissa? Good, Grant. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm excited. I know we, we haven't chatted. We were just talking pre, pre-recording. pre We haven't chatted for, it's been a few years, it feels like. It probably has been. Uh, you've been you've been part of the industry, though, for a long time, one of the, one of the mainstays here. So let me open the floor for a minute sure. for those that don't know you or your business. Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and and how you got into this industry. Sure, I'd love to. Um, my name, obviously, Melissa Weinberg. I'm the founder of Perfect Glow Sunless. Um, I actually started my business back in 2009. Um, like many of our sunless pros, I actually started as a part-time mobile spray tan artist. Um, and that's just a, a fun fact. I was actually working a nine-to-five job in the finance industry, and I wound up finding spray tanning. So, like many of many of you guys out there, I started tanning as a side gig and um, I was hooked. I'm a natural redhead with freckles, a fun fact that people don't realize about me. And I just was never, ever able to tan in the sun. So like I said, when I found spray tanning, I was like, oh my goodness, this is the best thing in the world. And uh, I just, I just started my business. Wow. So did you, so you led into it like as a, 
business opportunity or to like tan yourself kind of thing? And starting first to tan myself and, you know, bought my little maxi mist machine. (laughs) And and then uh, I just really loved it. And being in the financial industry at that time, it was a lot of things going on. And I just felt it would be really good to have a side gig for, you know, financial protection. There were a lot of layoffs going on in the time at that time in my industry. So I just did it really for, you know, financial security and what was a part-time hobby just wound up, you know, exploding into, into something really big. Thank goodness. Yeah, Never ever yeah. thought that I would be in the sunless industry to tell you the truth. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I don't know many people that do really. That's awesome though. We'll get, we'll get more into that for sure. This is kind of off the cuff question. Do you remember what sure. was it? What was the first product that you used? Do you remember? Oh, geez. What was my first product that I used? I, I think the first product that I used was t- it was Tampa Bay Tan. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I bought their machine and I got their, their, which is, Samples. which is a great company. Yeah. yeah. So I started off with them. That's awesome. <laughs> I was trying to think back. I was like, I think Shirley had just started. You had just got it. So like Norvell was there just a couple. There wasn't too many Tampa Bay Tan, obviously. Um, AYU was probably around as well. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So then from, from that, what was the first, what was the name of your initial company? Was it Perfect Glow or something else? Yeah, it was Perfect Glow Mobile Airbrush Tanning. And uh, I did the whole thing with the little caricature on my business card. I had my little, <laughs> you know, car wraps and decal and everything. I thought it was so cool driving around town. Um, yeah. But it was, yeah, so a perfect low mobile airbrush tanning because I was strictly mobile at that time. Okay. And then lead us through that. So 09, you get into it part-time. It's kind of a side gig. I think a lot of people can relate to this as a way to just kind of, like you said, maybe make a little bit more income, maybe kind of uh, hedge against what could happen in the future. Uh, Maybe an extra trip for your family year. Who knows? Everybody has a different reason, but how how does it go from that to where you are? Like, what was the, what was the next step in the process? Cause that you were mobile then now, obviously you have much, much more under your umbrella. So I'd love to hear that story. Yeah. Um, Obviously mobile was a big, thing for me. And, you know, I would get off of work at like 515, rush home, uh, you know, get, get everything set up. I would even do mobile appointments during the day on my lunch hour. And this is actually really funny. I actually got into a lot of trouble with my company. <laughs> I was doing mobile spray tans in the bathroom, in oh, the, wow. uh, in the, in the office building. And, uh, yeah, I, got I haven't heard that. that. <laughs> People coming in to use the restroom and I had a spray tan pop-up tent and, uh, you know, and now it's really funny to this day, you know, I'm still in touch with some people from there. And I'm like, yeah, remember the times I got in trouble in the bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, And then, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. So, and then I just, you know, decided to, I converted part of my house. Um, I don't have kids. So I had, you know, half of my house that we actually knocked down the, the window. We put a door in there and that was my home studio. So I had a whole separate entrance. So that was a really big moment when I was able to cut back on the mobile tanning and just do everything out of a home studio, which was great because obviously I didn't have to pay for overhead. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think a home studio is attractive for a lot of people. It's a great way to do it if you have the capability to do that. Obviously everybody's different. Some people have different entrances, all those kind of things. Obviously not having children is, is beneficial in this case. Uh, for sure, to to be able to use half your house as a home studio. Yeah, now now half of it is a home a home studio and a workout room. But you know, <laughs> there's there's also some cons. You know that that honestly, because I get a lot of people asking me how that worked out, and even though it was successful, there are a lot of people I have to say that are a little leery about coming to somebody's house. Sure. Um, you know, and two, you know, 
I lost a lot of visibility, you know, and that's something by being in a storefront or renting room in an existing salon is, you know, people are seeing you more. So yeah. even as successful as I was, I was still a hidden secret um, to, to many people just because I didn't have that type of, you know, walk by um, storefront advertising. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the point of the retail locations in the first place is that foot traffic kind of people finding out about it. You definitely lose that. Um, obviously, Internet was growing then, but not as nearly as powerful as it is now with Instagram, Facebook, uh, Google, all that fun stuff. So probably less visibility with all that as well. Uh, those were in the early days for, for most yeah, of the platforms. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then you started doing it in your house and then the transition, I guess, from Perfect Glow Mobile to Perfect Glow Sunless with products was- and all that. Yeah, it was back in 2014. And, you know, one of the goals that I always had is I really always wanted to create my own product line. Um, I even started off like doing like roll on perfumes and stuff. I was always had that entrepreneur spirit. Uh And I, you know, worked still work the nine to five because it was a very expensive process to create my own product line. And I started off, um, you know, started off slow and I'm still working at the mortgage office. And, you know, I I came out with my product line and I was at night fulfilling orders. I was packing them in my guest, my guest bedroom. And I was taking them to work with me. And during my lunch hour, like sometimes I couldn't even eat because I was dropping the stuff off at the post office, or I was sitting in my car returning, um, you know, spray tan artist calls and inquiries about my solution line. So it was really crazy in the beginning. And then uh, I just took a leap of faith probably about a year later and just said that if I'm going to make a full-time go of this and be a brand that I want to be, I have to give the full-time effort. And I just, I left a a salary. I left a 401k. I left full health benefits. So it was really scary, um, but I just went with it and just, you know, trusted my gut and thankfully it, it all worked out. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things I want to unpack there. First, I think anyone that's taken that leap of faith, it's huge, you know, losing the, you know, consider the health benefits, the, the 401k, you know, even, you know, going to work with any companies, you don't consider that, uh, you know, you, you don't think about all that stuff you lose, right. It's just kind of stuff you're used to. It's quite a leap of faith, you know, something that I had to assess as well, obviously different scenario, but still, nevertheless, you're like, you go from paying a couple hundred bucks a month to now, you know, health insurance for a family is a couple thousand dollars a month. It's ridiculous. Oh, but, yeah. but at the end of the day, it was like, is this what I want to do? Am I going to regret not doing it when I look back, you know, the, you know, whatever you kind of have to assess that, but it's so different for everybody. So there's definitely no easy way to decide, but you know, for me, it was like, and I'm, I'm assuming you can relate It's like, look back, at, you know, at the end of your life, say, should I, you know, I'm, I wish I would have started that company or I'm glad I started that company. Maybe I didn't have all these benefits, but you know, life was a lot more pleasant the way that we went uh, down my own path. I'm sure you can relate to that. Definitely. And, yeah. and, you know, I'd like to throw something in um, that a lot of people don't know about me uh, before I created the product line itself. I actually quit my job to do spray tanning full time. 
And I really didn't plan it out as well. And I actually failed the first time I oh, failed wow. and I had to go back into the financial industry. Um, and that's something that I see with a lot of a lot of people that when they want to do that, that leap to full time spray tan artists, they really have to make that their main focus. And, yeah. and I didn't. I was also focused on direct sales. And I see a lot of our spray tan artists that also or involved in direct sales, whether it be clothing or makeup. And I, I left my job. And instead of putting the spray tanning as the main focus, I was going to different chamber of commerce meetings and everything else promoting everything. And right. I <laughs> didn't focus on let's see what will make me the most money. And I again, I, I had to go back to work. And uh, it was a little embarrassing at the time. But the second time around, I knew what I should not be doing. So All I right. did it right. <laughs> Well, you learn, right? Fail, first attempt in learning. That's what it stands for, the acronym. So you definitely learned. I'm glad you said that. That was the second thing I was going to pull from that. I was like, so 09 to 014, you were part-time, but it sounds like you had this stint there where you were full-time. It just didn't work out because you were juggling way too much. Definitely. I didn't prioritize. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think anybody can relate to that. And one thing to point out there is like, let's say somebody takes a leap of faith, things don't, the cards don't line up. Maybe you're focusing on too many things or who knows so many external factors, right? Control can factor into the business, but there's always something to go back. I'm a firm believer in that. There's always something to go back to, um, you know, you don't want to go back, you know, ideally, but worst case scenario, right? Like you, you said, okay, if I want to continue to live, I need to make money. So I have to go back to this job in finance, right? And then I can prepare everything. I know what to do this time a little bit better. And I can take that leap again when I'm ready. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in that situation would honestly feel like they were a failure that, you know, and, and they'll say, well, I guess it's just not in the cards for me to do it. And I try to do it. And everybody that you see that has success, it is never always a straight path. And, and I, I'm not embarrassed to share my failures because that's why I think a lot of people can resonate with me. And my story is because I, you know, I'm not somebody that had a lot of money in the bank. I didn't have somebody saying or a husband saying, quit your job, honey, don't worry about it. Do everything. You know, I really had to work hard at what I, what I got. And again, it wasn't easy every step of the way. Yeah. A lot of respect for that. Do you, what was your, I'm curious, what was your mindset? Like initially, I guess it's a failure because you have to go back to work for somebody else. The full-time didn't work out. So what was the mindset like? Was it like you knew immediately I'm going to go back on my own eventually? Or was it like you had to kind of work back up to that? Um, it, it was a little bit of both. I never gave up spray tanning. I never gave up the, the part-time gig, but I knew that that being successful was definitely, you know, I, I couldn't fail because I'll tell you this, I was at the point with my nine to five job that I really did not like what I was doing. Yeah. I had, you know, evil boss and uh, I couldn't stand <laughs> going in the office. So I was like, I could have a choice. I could, you know, you know, pull up my big girl panties, as you say, and just say, okay, you know, I learned from it. I move on. I got to now refocus and do what it takes. Or I could just be, you know, truthfully somebody that is just miserable. Like a lot of people every day go into their job and hating their boss and dealing with a commute. And I just didn't want to settle for, for mediocre, to be honest with you. Yeah. I love that. That's the mindset you have to have. Like, you know, like I said, when you look back on your life, you're going to regret not doing, I think more than doing it. So uh, like, I, I like to see, and one of the reasons why Happy Tans exists is I want to help as many people as possible. And I'm sure you can relate with all you guys do is like 
to get out there and do what they love to do, right? Not work in some job that's life sucking and they don't enjoy. Like there's only <laughs> exactly. one shot at this life. We we got to get as much out of it as we can. So maybe you make a little bit less money for a while, but then you're your own boss. You have flexibility, right? There's so many pro. There's so many things you have to consider uh, for that, uh, for sure. So when you decided to take the leap of faith a second time, and it obviously worked out for you. Was that like a certain revenue goal you had to get to, or is it like I'm driving myself crazy because I'm packing stuff all night? I can't even it's, sleep. Ex- exactly. And um, this is actually a really funny story. I was at the point that you know, I was going to the bathroom to answer emails and texts and everything. And I actually yeah. got written up on a job <laughs> review that I got in trouble that the tattletales were complaining that I was going to the bathroom too much. So it, it just got to a point where I was like, again, working nights, early mornings, packing orders, everything. It just, I just knew that I just, I just couldn't do it all. Now, granted, I did have enough income to pay my bills uh, because I would never, ever, you know, suggest somebody just do something when they can't even pay their car payments or anything like that. But I just had to say, you know, this is something that I have faith that I'm going to do this. And to make a full-time income, you have to give it a full-time effort just with anything. And I just knew that that was something I had to do. And of course, you know, that night I quit again. I did my champagne toast. We celebrated. And then probably like an hour later, I had like panic attack. I'm like, what (laughs) did I just do? Oh my goodness. This is crazy. And then there's never ever a perfect time to do something. And I always say, if it doesn't scare you, it's not worth it. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like the thing with kids, right? You're never ready for children. I don't think you're ever ready to (laughs) to take that leap of faith. I remember myself, I hesitated for so long. I was still helping a local company to have that paycheck. And I was like, what am I doing this for? And as soon as I took the the leap of faith, it was like the business exploded. Like you said, the time, it was just astronomical. What, how, how much more time you don't consider, but, you know, eight to 10 hours a day, obviously with commute and getting ready and all that fun stuff. So, you know, I was tired of getting up at four o'clock and working for four hours before going to work. I was like, okay, it's time yeah. to time to do this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you've been so successful too. I'm really happy for uh, your success. Uh, thank you so much, Melissa. I just, I mean, it's, it goes credit to all the the people that support us, uh, the the guests we have on, the people that are part of our website platform, and all those people, you know, the businesses that we're helping. I mean, all the credit goes to them. So I appreciate the kind words for sure. Um, so you guys then is Perfect Glow Sunless has been around since about 2014, you said? That is correct. Okay. And you have obviously grown since then. Um, let's, let's take, let's think about like, if you are to say, what sets you apart from the other brands? This might be a tricky question because I think there's a lot of similarities between products. Obviously, various ingredients are different and stuff like that. But anything that you could share that would set you guys apart from the other brands that exist? Yeah, and that's a really great point. And you know, a lot of companies will say, oh, well, I'm better because my products are great, this and that. Well, I got news for you. Everybody thinks their product's the best. They think their product's the greatest. And But you know, at the end of the day, I think what sets Perfect Glow apart is that number one, you know, myself and my team, we believe in relationships. Uh, you know, we really feel and we treat our customers as part of the perfect little family. Um, yeah. You know, I really focus on customer service. And that's one of the things that people love about us is we really do our best to give great customer service. I mean, we have every single spray tan or beauty professional that purchases from us gets a customer success manager. 
and um, that's Susan, Dave, and Randy right now. And they have access to their email, their phone, their DMs, their PMs on Facebook. And they really go above and beyond for our customers, even like nights and weekends. Anything from, hey, what color should I choose from a customer to helping them with a customer scenario that they're having a problem with. So, you know, that that's one thing that I think sets us apart, Um, Two is our spray tan academy. We really believe in education. And like you, you know, we like to give a lot of free resources and free educational tools for spray tan pros to be successful. Um, You know, not all not all suppliers do that. And if I could just do one more thing, and this is something I'm really passionate about. And, you know, we're truthful with our products and our ingredients and. You know, Perfect Glow Sunless will provide on the website, on the store, on the label, a full list of ingredients. We don't hide anything. And to be honest, we've seen a few solution companies out there that don't even disclose ingredients at all. And, um, you know, and I just think liability wise, that's not a a good thing to do for your customers. And we were very, you know, transparent and truthful when it comes to that. Yeah, I love the transparency motto. I think it's important to have that. Um, I try to be as transparent with possible the things we do obviously completely different scenario but still it's it's nice to know and and to have somebody that's on your side and really cares for you i think you know as uh, all the all the successful brands i feel like whether you're a tanning uh, a spray tan artist or a solution company there's some underlying things that they probably do like you're saying that the customer service is obviously huge nobody nobody goes anywhere without good customer service anymore right with social media and all that kind of put that wall down so people can't yeah. hide behind that anymore I, I love the uh, customer success manager. I think that's what you called it. That's that's a great uh, way to kind of set yourself apart and also show how much you care about your uh, your customers or uh, you know probably partners, friends, whatever you call them at this point. But um, that's that's a great way to set yourself apart and really show people that you're there for their, their success. Right? It's not just in exchange for the dollar. Um, I was actually listening to an interview exactly. on an, another podcast yesterday, completely unrelated, that said. Um, something like value friendships over money. I think there's some some title like that, right? So it's so true. If you focus on the the friendship or the relationship, right, it kind of grows all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you know our customer success managers are awesome. And I have a belief that you know we're not just here to sell a bottle of solution. We're here to make sure that you know how to use the solution the right way. You know what colors are for certain skin tones, you know, because your success is our success. So we get a lot of new spray tan artists that, you know, truthfully, you know, don't even know what DHA levels are and stuff like that. So we do a lot of handholding and we don't mind because we know that, you know, this is, this is what they need to succeed. And again, the better they are, the more successful they are. It's a, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, absolutely. I think, Companies that don't see that the win-win situation are completely short-sighted. If you you know if you set your cl- clients or customers up for success, it's going to help you succeed. So I think any business can learn from that and take a step back from and look from their customer's perspective and say, hey, how can we better serve it? What else can we do? Can we offer more education, more resources, et cetera, et cetera? Right? Whatever you can do to help them. See, let's see from a spray tan artist, maybe better pre and post tan care, made a, maybe better communication. You know, there's so many things you could look at and see what you could improve on. I think everybody can find something they could do better um, to help that success. For sure. For sure. Taking the extra time, you know, may, people may think like on a spray tan artist standpoint, you know, oh, I just want to, you know, get back to back appointments, you know, just 
book them in to get more money, but it's worth it with your new customers to take that extra time to educate that client properly. Because even though you're spending more time the first or the second appointment, that's only a one-time thing. Once they understand, you know, like you said, what they have to do post-care, the best things to maintain the tan, they have a better shot of that client being a repeat customer yeah. than somebody just getting them in like cattle and then the person hating their tan or <laughs> saying that it faded quick because they had no idea how to take care of it. And yeah. my very first spray tan, I went to a place, I had to Google what to do. They just, you know, just come on in, here you go. No, no post tan instructions or anything. So it's, it's really important. Yeah, that is really important. I was just, my mind was wandering as you were saying that about thinking about people that sign up, maybe they, they book a 10 and I, maybe the scheduling systems can do this now, but it'd be cool to say, Hey, this is a new customer. We'll send them a different set of instructions or even, you know, we'll, we'll call you and, and welcome you to part of our team or whatever like that, you know, it'd be kind of a cool way to set yourself apart and then garner that relationship uh, and, and kind of probably keep those people for life, <laughs> lifetime yep. customers. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. And always, always thinking about stuff. So it, you've obviously been, uh, you're in a cool, it's a cool situation to talk to you, obviously, because you've been on both sides, right? The, the, the spray tan artists and, and now you have the, the products, uh, but you know, you, you've kind of seen what it takes to be successful in both. So if you're thinking from the spray tan artist perspective, if you were thinking about a couple, two or three things that really stand out and make, and you see makes those people successful that own a spray tan business. Maybe you can use stuff from, from your experience or even just from the people that are, you know, part of the perfect Glow family. Like what, what are those couple of three things that you would say to, to maybe a new spray tan artist? Hey, you should do these couple of things. It'll make a huge difference in your business. And that that's a great question. And one obviously is what we just spoke about is building relationships. Um, there's going to be competition popping up all over the place. Sunless industry is growing. Um, even during COVID, we're getting so many new spray tan artists setting up and you want to build a relationship with your customers. Um, if you build that personal relationship, you care about them, you give them, you know, that that handholding, it doesn't matter if there's five new spray tan pros in your area, people are going to want to do business with people they like, even if that person's, you know, five bucks, 10 bucks cheaper. So yeah. definitely build a relationship. Um, the second thing is was a huge thing for me personally that I struggled with uh, for many, many years is you have to take care of yourself. Self-care is crucial because you can't pour for an empty cup. And mm. I, I was a workaholic when I started out, like many of our spray tan pros that are listening and beauty pros. And I didn't take time for myself um, because I really felt like if I wasn't available 24 seven, my customers would think I was ignoring them. And then God forbid, they would write a bad review on Yelp or on Facebook. So mm. I really um, put myself out. And that's a, that's a big belief in the spray tan industry that you have to be available all the time. And, you know, like many of you that are probably listening to this now, I was responding to text messages at 9 p.m. I was emailing on the weekends. I revolved my life around my business instead of revolving my business around my life. Yeah. And you have to set boundaries. And that's the biggest thing I know my, my coaching clients struggle with. They're, they're texting clients back at 11 p.m. at night on, you know, hey, what soap should I use? And they're, 
you have to set boundaries with your clients. And I think many, many new artists are afraid to do that because they feel if they're not giving them that level of service that they're going to get poor reviews. Yeah. And that that's something that they have to they have to understand. It's okay to turn your phone off. It's okay to take a weekend when you're overwhelmed. Your business is not going to fail. And I even got to the point where now I have two phones that my perfect low phone gets turned off after f- at five o'clock. That's awesome. You know, business hours. And that's a, that's a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing is to stay positive and have a positive mindset. And, you know, successful people don't get involved with drama, even with their clients. Um, negative people, or honestly, if you want to be successful, you can't even be part of Facebook groups that are focused on complaining or negativity. (laughs) So that's a really big thing. You know, Um, also, if you want to be successful, you can't worry about what your competition is doing. You can't worry that, you know, Mary Spray Tanner down the street is posting that they have 50 clients this week. And then you start to feel like a failure because you only have 10. So you can't get jealous of that because you don't know what people are posting is even true. And, you know, that that's a big thing. And you really have to have thick skin to be an entrepreneur, really, in any business, because there's always going to be people trying to copy you. There's always going to be people trying to steal your customers um, or complain about your services or your product. And you're never going to change that. So you really have to spend your energy on what you could control. And those are your actions. So that, that was something really hard for me. Yeah. I agree with all those. Those those are all great things, you know, building relationships, self-care, mindset, uh, comparing, obviously you got to keep the blinders on. You can't look side to side, right? It's like, it's, it's hard to do, but all those things are so, so true. I'd say, you know, they're all important mindset. I think a lot of people overlook that and being part of groups or even people in your inner circle, right? Friends, if they're always complaining, family, always complaining, whatever it is, right? Those that's not that you obviously certain situations, you can't pull away from that, but maybe just shut off, shut off to that information because you know you have to be positive you have to have a good mindset you have to think forward uh, in order to get there right the mind's only going to create what it what it can see so if you're only thinking negative thoughts what what do you think is going to happen um so it's definitely something and i, I like the self-care aspect a lot of people overlook that still with the with the way technology is now and as accessible as people are it is quite overwhelming. Um, and I can relate to, you know, my phone goes off, uh, you know, I only have one phone, but it goes off in the evenings. I turn on airplane mode on the weekends. I actually try not to check email anymore. So it's hard. Sometimes I do, obviously, I think everybody can relate to that, but it's, it is hard not to shut off, but you really want to create a life that your business fits in, not a business that your life fits in. I think that's an important thing to keep in mind. Um, now, when you first start off, you might have to hustle a little bit more, maybe right. you keep your phone on a little bit longer, but eventually you have to, you have to make sure because once you, once you answer that text at 11 PM, the next time they text you at 11 PM, they're going to expect it's, a response. It's a set standard. And granted, you know, if somebody loves to do that and it's working for them by all means, I'm yeah. not here to tell somebody to change something that's not that that's working for them. But yeah. if they're feeling overwhelmed and they're starting to feel, you know, they're letting themselves, their fitness goals go because they don't have time. They're eating like crap because they're working all the time. They're neglecting yeah. their family or their pets because they're too busy at the dinner table, picking up their phone, texting customers, are responding, then that, that really becomes a problem. And, you know, a big thing that I see that actually pains me is when I see spray tan artists, uh, especially newer ones that have a customer that complains 
And they could have 50 happy customers, but that one customer complaining just totally ruins their day. It upsets them. They don't know why, because they did everything that they could do. And then they start feeling negative and start questioning themselves. And I always tell them at that time, look through your reviews, look at all your happy customers that you have. You can't let that suck the life out of you. And and I know you probably have experienced this because you've worked for a solution company as well uh, in the past, you know. Example I give is this, like you could have two two of the top makeup companies like Chanel and Dior, but guaranteed there's always going to be somebody on a forum complaining about one of them (laughs) when another has always gotten amazing results. So you can't please everyone and you cannot focus on somebody that just is talking about how much they hate your product or they, they hate the spray tan that you gave. You know, you can't control that. So yeah. you can't let it consume you. Just you have to have a thick skin and, and just really learn to brush things off if you want to be successful because yeah. it, it really could, could lose your train of focus. Yeah, that, that's completely true. I, I, it still exists for me. It's like, you know, with Happy Tans and websites, occasionally we'll have people cancel. And I, as soon as I see that email, like it just changes your mood. And I'm like, why is it, you know, just because it's not like one person, maybe their business, usually it's something like their business shut down. They had to take a break, something like that. So I'm like, okay. But you immediately think like, what do we do wrong? What can we do better? And instead of like, you don't focus on all the people that are still using you. It's like that one person, that one bad review, whatever it is, right? Thick skin is definitely important. And know that if you're giving it your best effort and doing everything you can, then you know, you know what you're doing. And yeah, like you said, with the products, I'm sure there's bad things said about every single product on on the market, 100%. That, that's true. And you have to focus on what you're doing right. You have to focus on all the good stuff. Like I love the thing, you know, keep snapshots or reviews or feedback you get from people. I'm still not good enough about that. I should print some and put them on my wall, but it's good. You know, you can kind of look back to that stuff when you're having a down day or see, or somebody, you know, is mad or whatever. Yeah. I always call it the happy folder. Yeah, and that's happy why folder. it's just, that. if you're feeling like crap, where you're just like, I'm having a bad day, you just go to happy folder, yeah. review about and see, you know, okay, I am awesome. I could do this. You know, <laughs> who cares about the one person that hates me for today? It's just, should, it doesn't matter. I have to take, I have to steal that one from you because it goes <laughs> with happy tens, right? Happy folder. I like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The happy files. Happy no, files, and Susan awesome. does this as well. Dave, if they get a really nice email, they, they email it to me, you know, here's your happy file. Oh, that's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, I love so that. just I love really that. just positivity is is huge in any business and in life in general. You have to be not saying you can't have your bad days, but when it happens, you just gotta stop feeling sorry for yourself and just get up and move on. Yeah, and you're gonna have your bad days. That's unavoidable. So it's for the sure. ebb and it's the ebb and flow of life or business and and all of the above. Definitely. Uh, let's talk a minute about private label. Um, what what do you guys have to offer? I think this is something relatively new. So share share what you will about that. Of course, and actually great timing because we just made an announcement this morning that we just rolled out a white label program. And there are really great benefits on white labeling and private labeling, you know, depending on the stage of your business. Um, And there's so many different companies that have different things to offer. But, you know, with Perfect Glow, we have a very competitive program that is a very low minimum of only 20 units of our aftercare, which is wonderful. Um, And, you know, white label has many benefits and it really does help a lot of people with their business. 
Um, the reason is, you know, it's it's great for local businesses to set themselves apart. It increases their brand awareness by able to sell, you know, their local community and their clients their own brands and products. Mm-hmm. And it also helps guarantee client retention because they know, uh, you know, if, if Happy Tans had their own tan extender private label, that you know, your customer would have to come back to Happy Tans to buy that again. Right. So they're guaranteeing that. Um, it also helps with social media marketing to be able to post their own branded products. You know, nowadays with Instagram, they have a certain aesthetic. So it really helps with that. Um, and also, too, you know, for some reason, there is a lot of spray tan artists that are secretive. They, they like yeah. to hide what solution they use. Um so they're honestly afraid to carry that brand's aftercare because they don't want the customer to know what they use for solutions. So for instance, if they were to sell a Perfect Glow tan extender, then they would say, oh, well, they're probably using Perfect Glow for, for my spray tan. So our white label program is really great for them that they could just carry their own branding, but still stick to the same product line that they're using. Got it. Got it. And is this for select? Is this like a retail products only or is this... Uh, retail products for now, um, mm-hmm. solution, depending on the stage of their business, that's something that I'm going to be discussing on a case-by-case basis with them. Got it. And the nice thing is we're doing our hero formulations. We're not just creating some stock product that we don't sell now to offer. We're doing the exact products that they're, they are able to buy now in a white label. But, you know, Grant, like not everybody is at the stage of their business to white label. So for instance, you know, being part of a company's wholesale program could also be a better option for them starting out because mm-hmm. number one, there's lower minimums and, you know, they have that, that company's branding and marketing ready that that spray tan artist could use. Right. So this way they have the backing of a well-known solution company to start off with as well. So they don't have to deal with all that, you know, creating content and, and things of that nature, which, mm-hmm. which could also take time and money. Yeah, very good point. So you guys obviously have a wholesale program then? We do. And it's mm-hmm. only a six bottle minimum, which is very low. Um, mm-hmm. The pricing is fantastic. My customers for wholesale actually make more of a profit margin reselling it than I do selling wholesale. <laughs> I kind of did it that way. I, you know, of course, I'm making something, but I wanted it to be successful for people to make money. Right. I know a lot of companies sell wholesale and the, maybe the profit margin is like five to eight bucks that spray tan artists can make. But for instance, with our moose, they could buy it for us for $13 and they can mark it up for 39. Wow. So that's wow. a really good wholesale program. So yeah. again, it just really depends on the stage of their business, but we, we have both to offer. Yeah. I like, I like that you mentioned that in the stage of their business and you hit that, you know, you hit that now a couple of times. I think that's super important because a lot of people starting out get overwhelmed and get ahead of themselves with so many things. And I'm like, get the basics down first, get the business rolling first, get the client, you know, the, the, clients coming back, make sure you have your feet under you before you take on too much, too many things. Um, you know, just cause you private label, let's say a product, regardless of what company you use, that doesn't mean your business is going to be successful. <laughs> you need to make sure you have a solid foundation before you take the next step. And I think a lot of people get ahead of themselves with that and start thinking way, way down the line. That, um, that's a great point. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's that's a great. Sounds like a great program. If people want to find out more, they just go to y'all's website. Is there a, an, a link to that? 
as well? Yeah, it's going to be put on there today at awesome. Um, Otherwise, they could just email our customer service team or message us. And we have, um, at least for now, a really nice PDF that goes over the key points of the program. Yeah. And by the time, obviously, this interview won't come out for a couple of weeks. So by the time this is live, it'll be on their site. And we'll link that in the show notes as well for people that are interested in private label as well as the uh, wholesale. Definitely. And one point is I want to make sure people know is, you know, you don't have to use our solution in order to private label our aftercare and retail because I I get it. I understand that there's many people that are used to being with a specific brand for their solution. And this way they could, you know, at least do our aftercare for private label. So it's not a a requirement that you have to use our solution for the opportunity. Yeah, that's a great point to make. I think I think and I think a lot of people have finally figured that I think people use a variety of products now and, and can yeah. kind of mix and match their things and different aftercare and, and, you know, all that stuff. So that, that's a great point to make uh, for sure. So Melissa, how, do, how do you think the industry has adjusted in the last year and a half through this whole pandemic and COVID? What, what did you see from your end? Um, from my end, you know, I, I really feel that, you know, we are forced to put our marketing and business sense to a test, obviously, in ways that we never had to before to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel now that it's adjusted because in the past, I feel that many spray tan artists were lacking on like maybe really beefing up their marketing before COVID. Uh, And a lot of them were kind of getting complacent that I had seen, you know, if they were having full books and stuff and really weren't focusing on marketing. And now it's kind of forced them to step out of the comfort zone and do that. So you always have to keep bringing in new clients because you never know, maybe somebody, even your most regular customer, they could leave, they could move, they could uh, decide to stop tanning. So you know, I feel that the industry adjusted by understanding how much marketing and going outside the box has been required and mm-hmm. that nothing's guaranteed. You can't take your business for granted. And I think yeah. a lot of people are have noticed and realized that. Um, one adjustment that I've seen that I actually did as soon as as soon as the lockdown started happening is As a supplier, I made our wholesale minimums lower. So this way it gave beauty pros an opportunity to carry and resell the self-tanning moves and the aftercare. And putting together those quarantine kits were really a lifesaver for so many businesses to get some income stream. Um, Because, you know, during COVID, you know, during COVID, people still wanted to feel good. They needed to. They needed it for their mental health to look good. And you know, many salons that never carried aftercare before were starting to carry the aftercare and putting together really cute tanning kits. And they were doing curbside pickup or drop off. And that opens up a new income stream for a lot of self-tanning professionals. Yeah. Um, now they realized how important aftercare is and they weren't afraid of it because before COVID, I found a lot of people were afraid of carrying the moose because they thought if they had a self-tanning moose, that the customer wasn't going to need them anymore and not come in. And now they realize that it's not scaring the clients away, that those customers are happy to have something for those face touch-ups for in between the spray tans. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, I find COVID has helped people outside of the box. Uh, on marketing techniques, I mean, one thing I suggested to do is if they're selling a self-tanning mousse for X amount of money, include a FaceTime call in there so they could show the customer how to apply it. So it's little things like that, giving them that extra level of service that other salons aren't even doing. Um, 
you know, it, I, I've seen a lot of spray tanners close their business. It's been really sad. Um, but on the flip side, I've seen a lot of, of our, of our beauty pros really hustle to keep their businesses afloat. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been really inspiring to see everybody that survived this past year and a half. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And some people had record months here in the last few months, or, or I think over the summer or maybe years, I don't know how their year will end up because it seems to be all over the place, depending on where you are in the country exactly. so, or, or in the world, I guess I should say. So Lots of adjustments there for sure. And what do you think will happen once all the, I mean, to some people, maybe the pandemic's over. I don't know. I think everybody has a different outlook on that. Let's not get into that. But what do you think it's going to look like once all this is is over for the industry? Do you think it's going to just blow up even more? I mean, the growth tra trajectory has already been good for the industry, but probably slowed down a little bit there when this first started. Yeah, I mean, I saw a little slow time in the summer months, mm -hmm. which is which is normal in, in general. But I think, you know, mobile spray tanning is definitely I've seen an increase in that for people yeah. that rather stay home, they still feel uncomfortable. So the mobile service is definitely I've seen an uptick with that. Um, I, I really don't know what's going to happen as far as on a grand scale. Sure. But I really think that you know, we're seeing at, on the academy standpoint, we're really seeing more and more people adding spray tanning to their menu of services. I'm getting a lot of estheticians, a lot of beauty salon owners that are adding it because I think people realize that, you know, to be successful also, it's important to have one more than one stream of, of income. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's fantastic. And so I think that the spray tan industry isn't going to dwindle. If, if anything, more and more people are, are going to learn how to spray tan. But I think it's going to be a little tricky time right now, to, to tell you the truth. And we spoke about this a little bit before the podcast is there's a lot of things that are happening in the industry that have nothing to do with just say the spray tan business itself. There's, you know, supply chain issues right now, you know, FedEx is having some delays that, mm -hmm. you know, drivers are being delayed, causing packages to be delayed. So, you know, I think the spray tan and beauty pros have to have a, a, a shift in mindset that, okay, we can't do what we did before maybe and wait till the last minute to order product. We have to take care of our inventory better. We have to, place our orders to, to give that time if there are any shipping delays. Right. Um, but, you know, I just think that uh, it's picking up. We're definitely seeing numbers, at least for Perfect Glow Sunless, uh, to where it was before the pandemic. So that that gives me great excitement. And yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I just think that, you know, just again, most people are open now. They're they're getting back into business and they just have to, to hustle and keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Definitely some supply chain issues. I think, you know, like you said, we kind of discussed that probably some issues with boxes and bottles and ingredients for the manufacturers. So those will be challenges. And like you said, people preparing for that, there's no way to know for sure what, what could be out this one day or the next and how that'll hand be, you know, over the next year or two, as those things kind of iron themselves out, I'm sure it'll take some time to get back to no, uh, quote unquote normal. Uh, but those are things people need to keep in mind uh, for sure that they might not otherwise think of without obviously talking to somebody like yourself, Melissa. So thank you for that. Yeah, Definitely. no, my pleasure. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited for, you know, like I said, to see so many of the new spray tan pros that are that are entering our mm -hmm. our amazing industry. And, you know, one thing I have to say is during uh, the COVID period, it, it really gave me time personally to have a lot of conversations because uh, obviously we were all a lot slower to have a lot of conversations with so many of, of those spray tan pros out there and really getting to know them and their stories on a personal basis. And that's something that all yeah. of us Africa are really grateful for to, you know, we had some fun Zoom happy hours and stuff like <laughs> that. And and it was just nice to really connect with with everybody on a personal level while, you know, while we had the, the time. So yeah, yeah, relationships over money, you know, it always means a lot. And and I, I can relate to that. Sometimes I'll pick up the phone and just call people that maybe signed up for our website services, just introduce myself and just learn more about them, how else we can help a little bit about them. Everybody has their own story. So it's always amazing to hear that. Uh, too. So I, I think that definitely makes sense. And it just helps to grow that rapport, right? You know, we're not doing it from a selfish place either. It's just kind of like, you want to learn more about everybody that you're helping and that's helping and, you. And I'm sure, I'm sure they truly appreciate when, when you do that. And it, it's funny, I get a lot of people that say, wait a second, when I answer the phone or I call them back, <laughs> wait, is this Melissa? Is this the owner? I said, yeah. Like, I can't believe that you're taking time to call me back, you know? And, you know, com yeah. some companies can't even give a call back with their customer service department, let alone the owner. And, and it's things like that, that really set you guys apart. And, yeah. you know, even during COVID, I said to, to the beauty pros, I'm like, you know, to just text your customers, call them just to say, hey, listen, I'm thinking about you. I just want to make sure you're okay. Because yeah. not a lot of people nowadays do that. I and agree. That, that's something that your customers really appreciate. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I I try to work on that, get better about that. I feel like sometimes we only reach out to people when we need something from them, but it's better to just, you know, check in. You, you care. Everybody's so busy. I get it, but that definitely helps uh, for sure. For sure. Melissa. Well, I appreciate all your time. I appreciate learning more about you. I didn't know much about your story at all. So it was great to learn it. I'm sure the listeners enjoyed it. We heard a little bit of insight from, from perfect glow from the back end, from, I guess, from perfect glow mobile as, as it used to be called, <laughs> which is awesome. I love the story. I love everything that you shared. Uh, if, people wanna, you. if people want to check it out, perfectglowsunless.com. Uh, we'll throw all these links below, obviously to your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that fun stuff as well. Any parting piece of advice or, or anything you want to um, leave us with? Yeah, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that that as hard as things get, you, you can never lose sight of the finish line. And you have to take every success that you have and celebrate it. Um, a lot of people look at just what their long-term goal is, and they don't enjoy the journey along the way. And, you know, I, I don't know if people know this, and I forgot to mention, you know, I actually applied for Shark Tank. <laughs> and I did a, a, a walk-in audition and I actually got called back to do the first round of videos and stuff. And, wow. and of course I didn't get picked to be on the show, but it was just an amazing experience. And it's things like that. Like I could have sat and said, well, Bob, I didn't get picked, but it, it was just Instead, I was like, you know what? This is pretty darn cool. And it was so emotional that like I went from somebody hustling, doing mobile spray tan gigs to auditioning for a shark tank, yeah, getting a amazing. fallback. And, and it's just so cool. And that's the one thing I really want people to know, like success is not easy and it doesn't come quick. And just because yeah. maybe you see somebody, you know, getting to that finish line quicker than you doesn't mean that you don't deserve it and that you're not going to get there because if you just believe in yourself and I know it sounds cliche, but you know, it just, uh, it just makes such a difference. There's a, there's a cartoon. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, not to give up and it's somebody, you know, digging away at, at, 
at, you know, to, to get to the carrot or so, and mm-hmm. they just get, you know, just frustrated and they're just about to get it. Yeah. Like, and they walk away or it's diamonds or something. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. It shows like you don't know where you are at the stage of your journey and how close you could be to, to getting the next big thing you want for yourself and, and your brand. Yeah, that's right. That one connection, that one opportunity, whatever it could come from, from anywhere. So you never know. I agree with that, you know, hundred percent. And like you said, you know, for people that are aspiring to maybe have their own brand someday, you can look at Melissa. Look, it's been 12 years, part-time. She was spraying in the bathroom, got in trouble for spraying in the bathroom, got in trouble for emails in the bathroom. She was always getting in trouble for something. But no, but if you look at that 12 years later, you know, if, if you told somebody they could, sure, you can have perfect load, but you have to do, you know, it took 12 years, so you got to go work for 12 years. Most people wouldn't do that. So you have to have that grit, determination, see that long-term goal to be able to get there. But that, I mean, it's great to hear somebody that's been there and done that. And obviously you have much more to, to come and we're excited to continue to follow you, Melissa. So thanks for thank sharing you. your story. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story and being on. And uh, we look forward to continuing to watch how everything goes for you guys. Thank you. And again, I appreciate the opportunity um, to speak with you and to share my story. So thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. For that. You're welcome, Melissa. It's my pleasure. Uh, and I hope you have a great day. Okay. Thanks again, Grant. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.